0: Just visit audible.com slash Wondery Pod or text Wondery Pod to 500 500. That's audible.com slash Wondery Pod or text Wondery Pod to 500 500.
2: Tonight, holiday travels, perfect storm, fast moving winter weather, and the pandemic leaves travelers stranded and thousands of flights canceled. Tens of millions of Americans under winter weather alerts with a snowstorm so powerful it even grounded the commander-in-chief. New year, same travel nightmare. From bad weather. I don't know when
3: i to out of this place.
2: It's just crazy. To COVID staff shortages. My flight got canceled three times already and um, it was due to a lack of crewmates. Kids and COVID. The return to the classroom for America's school children. What's being done to keep them safe? I just hope he doesn't get sick. I just pray every single day. Plus, the big news from the FDA about when and who can get a booster. The Capitol assault one year later. What Americans are telling us about the future of our nation and our democracy. Royal secret exposed. Does a newly revealed settlement link a Jeffrey Epstein accuser to Prince Andrew? jury deadlocked, why jurors in the Elizabeth Holmes trial are telling the judge they just can't come to a decision on some of the charges, danger during childbirth, how racial inequities are putting the lives of black mothers at risk, and unifying America, the dinner party bringing red and blue America together through good food and conversation.
0: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell reporting from the nation's capital.
2: Good evening and thank you for joining us and Happy New Year to you. We've got new information tonight about the biggest snowstorm to hit the Mid-Atlantic in years and the latest on the travel chaos across the country. Airlines canceled more than 3,000 flights today due to a combination of COVID-related staff shortages and severe winter storms. A fast-moving storm system dropped up to 10 inches of snow right here in the nation's capital, forcing grounded planes at two D.C. area airports. A total number of flight cancellations since Christmas Eve topped 15,000 and airlines are warning it is not over yet. There may be another storm coming later this week. So we've got more on that in just a minute. While the weather is piling on an already stressed industry dealing with pandemic staff shortages, some airlines are now offering double and even triple pay for staff who are willing to pick up additional flights. CBS's Errol Barnett is here with the very latest on all this. Good evening, Errol.
4: Good evening, Nora. This winter storm has been consequential. It dumped the highest amount of snow in this part of the country in more than three years. It grounded aircraft across the country. And for many, it made the first Monday of the new year far from painless. And for too many folks, that pain is far from over. This winter storm started the year with a vengeance. It's snowing. Snow falling as far south as Florida. As much as 10 inches blanketed much of the mid-Atlantic, cutting power to more than 420,000 Virginia customers after putting pressure on tree limbs over power lines. The state police there reporting almost 560 crashes and road incidents throughout the day, while business in the nation's capital came to a standstill. The storm was powerful enough to almost ground the Commander-in-Chief. Air Force One landing at Joint Base Andrews in wind whipped snow, forcing President Biden to return from his Delaware vacation via motorcade. Unelected flyers had fewer options. It's extremely frustrating. Since his flight was cancelled at Reagan National, Mark Barker has been trying to get his family back to Des Moines, Iowa, since yesterday. We just found out that we're going to stay another night here. So next up is to find another hotel to stay tonight. The storm only added pressure to airlines still suffering from thin staffing due to the ongoing spread of COVID. As a result, more than 3,000 flights were canceled today. That's in addition to more than 5,000 over the weekend. United Airlines is now offering pilots three times their base pay to work from tomorrow to January 29th. This is affecting... All airlines travel analyst Henry Hardevelt warns the end may not be in sight. I think that we will continue to see airlines reduce their schedules, not just over the next two weeks, but perhaps throughout January. And to that point, JetBlue has already cut its schedule over the next half month because of COVID-related staffing pressures. And it is now advising customers to arrive at the airport, get this, three hours before flights take off. And uh, now that the snow has ended, Nora, dangerous icy conditions are expected to emerge overnight.
2: All right, Errol Barnett with the latest. Thank you, Errol. And for more on the winter storms and what lies ahead, CBS's Lonnie Quinn joins us now. Well, good evening. Happy New Year, Lonnie. So I understand some of the highest snow totals were right here in the nation's capital.
5: Yeah, you bet you, Nora. You picked up over eight inches of snow there in the capital. Crazy to think about a storm that puts down more snow in portions of Alabama than it does in portions of Massachusetts. Look at this. Huntsville, Alabama picked up six inches of snow. Biggest number you're going to find anywhere in portions of Virginia, picking up 14.6. Your exact reading in Washington, D.C., you had 8.2. Take a peek, a peek at Atlantic City coming in with 13 inches, 8.5, excuse me, for Washington, D.C., but it was a sharp cutoff. Philadelphia picked up only 1.8. New York City had nothing out there. Radar picture's going to show you this storm is moving offshore, so we're basically we're done with this. It was all made possible by a big drop in temperatures. You wouldn't have had a snowstorm yesterday because it was 33 degrees warmer in D.C. than it was today. And Tallahassee, no snow for you today. It was 46, but it was 75 degrees yesterday. So are we going to see more snow? As we look ahead, the computer models show us it really stays dry out there, but it stays cold. By the time we get to Friday, that's where we could see another snowstorm and it could be coming across the same path that this one just traveled. That's the latest, Nora. Enjoy your... uh Enjoy your snowstorm you got there. (laughs) I
2: know, too late for sledding already tonight. All right, Lonnie (laughs) Quinn, thank you. Well, we want to turn now to the COVID pandemic and a concerning new number. Actually, for the first time since September, more than 100,000 Americans are being treated for covid in hospitals. And on Sunday, we learned that Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin became the highest-ranking official in the Biden administration to test positive. Austin says he's had three COVID shots and is experiencing mild symptoms. CBS's Meg Oliver has more now, including big news tonight on boosters for kids. Tonight, as more children enter the hospital infected with the Omicron variant,
6: the FDA says those as young as 12 can now get a third dose or booster of the Pfizer vaccine. Despite surging COVID cases, millions of children returned to school today, including in New York City.
4: I'm going to tell you what's going to happen day to day. We are staying open. We're going to, to do everything that we have to do to keep our schools open.
6: The city is doubling the number of students tested in each school and providing an additional 2 million test kits. In Washington, D.C., the number of new cases jumped 331 percent in the last two weeks. The nation's second largest school system, Los Angeles Unified, has ordered students and staff to undergo mandatory COVID testing before classes resume next week. But out of more than 13,000 school districts in the country, less than 150 have decided to start the semester with all remote learning. Patterson, New Jersey, is one of them.
3: I think that it's a good thing that the children are going to be home.
6: (laughs) Tiffany Jacobs has five kids in the Patterson School District.
3: I'd rather my kids be safe and not get sick.
6: And new questions over the CDC's isolation guidelines. Last week, the agency reduced the isolation period for asymptomatic positive cases from 10 days to 5, but did not require a negative test. After much criticism, the White House's top medical advisor says the CDC is now reconsidering.
5: Looking at it again, there may be an option in that, that testing could be a part of that. And I think we're going to be hearing more about that in the next day or so from the CDC.
6: Here in Patterson, remote learning will begin tomorrow morning until January 18th. Meantime, the FDA announced today everyone eligible for the Pfizer booster can get one as early as five months instead of six. Nora?
2: That is big news. Meg Oliver, thank you. Well, as the country prepares to mark the anniversary of the deadly January 6th assault on the Capitol, there's a new warning tonight from the Department of Homeland Security, FBI, and Capitol Police. This new joint intelligence bulletin says threat actors will try to exploit the anniversary to promote or possibly commit violence, although they say there is no credible threat at this hour. CBS's Nicole Killian reports tonight on the sharply divided views of the American public one year later. Tonight,
3: the Capitol buried in a blanket of white, preparing to mark one of the darkest days in U.S. history. Nearly a year since the insurrection, a new CBS News poll found the country is still divided, with 85 percent of Democrats calling it just that, while roughly half of Republicans said it was patriotism and defending freedom. Two-thirds of respondents said democracy is under threat and fear more political violence. In terms of uh, democracy
0: being healed, it feels like we're even more uh, divided than we've ever been.
3: Republican like, Congressman Adam Kinzinger sits on the House Select Committee investigating the attack, which will resume hearings this winter. What we can do is give the American people a full accountability. Panel members say they have a growing body of evidence that multiple people reached out to former President Trump, including his daughter Ivanka, to urge him to intervene to stop the violence. The committee has firsthand testimony that uh, President Trump was sitting in the dining room next to the Oval Office watching on television as the Capitol was assaulted, Mm -hmm. as the violence uh, occurred. The panel isn't ruling out a criminal referral for the former president or additional subpoenas to lawmakers as part of its probe. The Justice Department is also ramping up prosecutions of the more than 725 individuals who have been arrested. 165 have pleaded guilty, though only 31 have been sentenced to jail time. Some House Republicans are downplaying former President Trump's role and dismiss the committee's work as partisan. An observance is planned here at the Capitol Thursday, where President Biden will speak. Nora?
2: Nicole Killian, thank you. Well, we learned today that New York's attorney general subpoenaed former President Trump's two eldest children, Donald Trump Jr. and Ivanka Trump, in connection with an ongoing civil investigation. Attorney General Letitia James is seeking testimony as well as documents as her office investigates whether the Trump organization inflated the value of its properties. Well, tonight we're getting a look at a key document in the ongoing legal battle between Prince Andrew and a woman who claims Andrew sexually assaulted her when she was a teenager. The documents are from previously secret 2009 settlement between the woman and convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein. CBS's Holly Williams has more.
7: Half a million dollars is what Jeffrey Epstein paid to settle a 2009 lawsuit with Virginia Jaffray, who he allegedly sexually abused without admitting any guilt. Prince Andrew's lawyers claim this paragraph, shielding any person who could have been included as a potential defendant, means the British royal cannot be sued by Geoffrey, who she accuses of sexually assaulting her when she was 17. But will it hold up in court?
8: It could include a taxi cab driver who drove Mr. Epstein around. It's that broad.
7: You're saying it's unenforceable? Correct. And Geoffrey's lawyers claim it's also been superseded by another settlement in 2020 that specifically does not protect the prince. The Queen's second son has never been charged with any crime, denies Geoffrey's allegations and says he has no recollection of ever meeting her, despite this image of the two. If the case goes forward, Prince Andrew could be deposed and a lawyer for Geoffrey says they also want to depose Meghan, Duchess of Sussex.
8: Perhaps she talked with him. Perhaps she could give some information as to how he acts around others, around women, around juveniles.
7: Whatever the outcome, Prince Andrew's reputation is sullied, and he's no longer performing royal duties. At a hearing in New York tomorrow, Prince Andrew's lawyers are expected to attempt to get this case dismissed. If they're unsuccessful, to avoid further scandal, it's possible the prince could settle this case. Nora.
2: Holly Williams, thank you. And we now turn to an ongoing crisis facing millions of expectant mothers across the country, the racial disparity in maternal health care. For many, it's a matter of life or death. CBS's Jerika Duncan reports that some members of Congress are trying to address the problem.
1: This is uh, your favorite. It's my favorite. (laughs) We first met 38-year-old Denisha Bowen in Union, New Jersey, just one week before she was due to give birth to her third child. Bowen delivered her first two children in hospitals, and both times, she said, she felt neglected. I remember at one point I started crawling. I was still in the hallway because <laughs> I was crawling. You were in the crawling hole. in a hospital yeah, hallway it, I was in so after much your pain. water broke. Mm-hmm. OBGYN and mother of three, Dr. Nicola Pemberton, runs the birth center of New Jersey.
9: I would say a lot of patients who come to my practice come with the narrative of, I don't want to die. That's why I'm here.
1: The United States has the highest maternal mortality rate for a developed country. About 700 women die during childbirth or soon after every year, according to the CDC. And black women are at least three times more likely to die from a pregnancy-related cause than white women.
8: Yeah, it's a multitude of reasons and it's a horrible statistic.
1: Errol Pierre is the senior vice president of New York State Programs at Health First, a not-for-profit health insurer. Is it true that chances of surviving are higher if
3: I have a doctor that looks like me? Yeah, a study in Florida showed this, that um, black children had higher birth rates and higher survival rates when there
8: were black doctors delivering the baby.
1: Right now, there's a move on Capitol Hill to provide more than a billion dollars in funding to address the historical disparity. Illinois Congresswoman Lauren Underwood, who's a registered nurse, is one of its key sponsors. People hear $1 billion. How will that money be spent? Where does the money go? Increasing the number and the diversity of our maternal health care workers. That means more OBs, more midwives, more nurse midwives, more lactation consultants, more doulas. Because we believe that every birthing person in this country should have a choice in their providers. Here, I, I feel like I see the care. The level of care is completely different. A week after meeting Bowen, she welcomed home her healthy baby boy, Ermias, it was a better birthing experience than before, one she believes can help save lives. Jerika Duncan, CBS
3: News, Union, New Jersey. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret?
2: Breaking news, a verdict could come tonight in some of the charges in the Elizabeth Holmes trial. Jurors in the fraud and conspiracy trial of the Theranos founder have twice told the judge that they are unable to reach unanimous verdicts on three of the 11 charges. Holmes could get up to 20 years behind bars if convicted of lying to investors and patients about her company's blood testing technology. All right. The deep snow that trapped a pair of 19-year-old hikers in the mountains of Oregon also played a role in their rescue. That's right. The young men were spotted by a Coast Guard helicopter after riding SOS in the snow and staying near their vehicle, which had run out of gas. The hikers hadn't eaten in several days, but were otherwise OK. All right. Apple today became the first publicly traded company in the world to be worth more than 3 trillion dollars. The milestone comes just sixteen months after Apple's market capitalization hit two trillion dollars, while the stock is up more than forty percent over the past year. Nearly one year after the attack on the U.S. Capitol, sometimes it may seem like America is more divided than ever. CBS's Mark Strassman reports on one group trying to change all that in tonight's unifying America. We need
8: to talk Inviting strangers to talk politics.
2: We might not agree with
6: uh, with each other on everything.
8: Fireworks alert, right? Wrong. Since 2017, MATA, Make America Dinner Again, somehow has bridged red and blue America. People disagree agreeably. At first, warmed by an actual meal, now on Zoom.
4: Once everyone has a chance to share, there's a lot of goodness that can happen.
8: Like Wes Dennis. Yeah, fairly liberal. And Patrick Yu. I'm definitely seen as relatively conservative. I mean, we disagree on a lot of things. Yet they've become friends, stepping outside their silos where many liberals and conservatives live. Some of those (laughs) members, like, regularly frustrate me. It's important to get out of your own echo chamber. Yes. For everyone. For everyone. Keeping it civil, conversation agreements, online moderators, and mostly seeing each other. As people, I see them, period.
4: Right before, I I
8: didn't see them at all. The goal wasn't to change minds, but to change hearts.
1: Yes, what choice do we have? We share this country.
8: We've seen this alternative. Make America dinner again is food for thought.
2: I hope I get to meet you again.
8: Mark Strassman, CBS News, Atlanta.
2: On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, the Capitol attack anniversary, what police are doing to prevent it from happening again. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. We want to leave you with pictures of pandas playing at the National Zoo right here in Washington, D.C. Have a good night.